Welcome to Photo Geek Weekly, episode 102, uh, recorded on April 2nd of 2020. Um, this is the Photo Geekery Show, where I'm your host, Don Kamarechka, and we dig into industry news that comes across the uh, across the wire to just yeah, have some fun, geek out about what new technology is out there, uh, new ethical dilemmas that we might opine on, uh, anything that we can kind of sink our teeth into that uh, kind of gets a little bit behind the basic headlines and press releases. With me this week is a good friend of mine, a Canadian living in Germany, a great videographer and photographer by his own right, a hoser, if I can call him that, in a very polite context. Uh, Alan Attridge is with me today. Alan, how you doing, man? Uh, all things being equal, doing pretty well. Yourself? Right. Uh, I'm, I'm surviving. Uh, hold up at home aside from a trip to the grocery store yesterday, which uh, <laughs> is probably the last time I'll leave our property for a while. Um, being, uh, kind of stuck at home with a rampaging preschooler is, is interesting. Um, so productivity is an all time low. It is um, your own though, right? It is my, yes. So yeah. there, there's a sense of love and affection and it will be a very memorable time going forward. <laughs> um, but I'm writing a book right now, or I should say I should be writing a book right now. Right. Um, but I, I'm sure you're of the same mentality where, you know, if you need to go into a complex project, you can't just give it 30 minutes of your time. 30 minutes is just your wind up, right? You're, you have to get a certain headspace to say, okay, well, throw all of the the ideas in your mind and then have a laser focus for three, four, five hours or so. And mm-hmm. then that's when real productivity uh, happens. Well, and the issue that, becomes that it's, it is, it is three hours or four hours or five hours. You, you, you can't, you can't label it ahead of time. It just happens when it happens. Yeah. So if yeah. I'm but digging, if you don't have that dedicated amount of time, yes. what do you do? That's that's the issue. And plus, there when there is the, this is what I I have explained to my wife, you know, probably every three days for for fourteen years, is that it even if it looks like I'm not working, I'm probably thinking of something or I'm working out what not to do. Or if I'm outside digging a hole and you come and interrupt me. I can start digging that hole again. But if I have 8,000 things kind of in my my spiderweb memory and I'm putting them in order and you interrupt, that comes crashing down. Right. And then you have to pick up every piece and put it back into the web where you thought it was, but mm-hmm. then the arrangement is never going to be the same. It's pieces and missing. Then- and then there's a sense of repetition where I hate doing something complex multiple times, uh, and then you get frustrated. Right. And so uh, I have uh, resigned myself to create one page of my book a day right now. Uh, I just, and they might be non cohesive because then I will dedicate a day to go and make them cohesive again. Uh, because I cannot get that web in the same place as I would have been when my daughter was at daycare and my wife was out of the house and you know yep. the whole space is mine. Um, I got so this pants is, on all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, interesting times we are in right now, and you know the the whole industry uh, overall. I mean, I'm sure you're not getting a whole lot of gigs right now. No, and it it was going to be a slow time anyway. I I really. I'll go on record saying I wish this hadn't all happened. Uh, I know it's controversial, controversial take, but <laughs> sure, it it for me I feel very very fortunate because it's happening at a time when uh, like my wife's a school teacher, so she's obviously like there's no school here. She's home uh, working at home now. She's now yep. living my nightmare, 
and uh, and the kids are at home, and we're in, we are having the family time, and 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 my daughter actually wants me to teach her math now, which is exciting for me. Uh, so that's that's all great, and I I don't know if this would have been a busy time or not for me. I'm okay. I I as well as you know, working in this industry, there are a lot of the the jobs come in waves, and then there's you know the ebb tide and you just, you sort of yep. prepare for that. Generally, hopefully you don't, you know, you're not living hand to mouth. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, some people are unfortunately, and, and there's going to be tough times ahead for everybody. Yeah. And, and we have to kind of step up uh, and help out those that we can without disadvantaging ourselves too much. Indeed. And, uh, and, and just try to play this together in a way that uh, allows allows us our our family our friends our colleagues to all come out the other side uh successful and yes. that's a challenge because you know w- w- when i see uh companies getting inventive with how they can market in these times i mean i i mentioned uh recently a, a pick of the week it might have been on lo- the last episode um that my good friends at platypod have their macro bundle for lighting stuff still on uh, at a great discount and and so you know if you're stuck at home and you need to uh to to just experiment and be creative you know gear up for a minimal cost and and stay creative you know stay productive stay right. in it. Um, but then I got a note from a listener of this podcast, uh, actually during the recording of last week's episode, um, of another company. And thank you, Mark, for sending me uh, this information. Uh, Cam Ranger. Uh, have you heard of Cam Ranger before, Alan? No, no, I have not. So Cam Ranger, they make some wireless trigger mechanisms. I actually have their first product. They've got the Cam Ranger two out now. Uh, and I'm going to read something from their website, um, that, uh, they currently have a special deal on. Uh, Cam Ranger has been working with our Asian supplier that manufactures the Cam Ranger fabric pouches to bring much needed medical face masks N95 to the US for medical personnel and hospitals, which on the surface, that sounds great. And it gets better before it gets worse. Uh-huh. Um, we have over 10,000 N95 masks in transit for immediate distribution and are just getting started. Uh, we're also helping doctors and hospitals facilitate purchasing, which is wonderful. Okay. Until I read the, the next end. paragraph. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the next paragraph is where things get me disgruntled. Um, so for Every Cam Ranger 2 purchased will donate 100 medical masks. U.S. factories are increasing production, but there's a tremendous backlog and such an immediate need for masks as soon as possible. So, Cam Ranger, you're holding medical necessities ransom yeah. unless people purchase your products, and you got 10,000 of them. Wait, wait, wait. If I, di- if I get one of these Cam Rangers, and they, okay, they give them the 100 masks... But uh-huh. what if I return that Cam Ranger? Do they go and they don't go and take the masks away? Do they? I don't know. That I cannot confirm or deny that. I'm assuming no. Okay. But this is all, like, okay, you've got these masks. Just donate them. Not not only to the people in the U.S., but if they're being manufactured in China, you know, Italy is a closer spot that needs this stuff you know there's a lot of places closer uh than the united states to china where these masks could be delivered and help the global good don't hide this behind a paywall of your product (laughs) read the room people well 
I, I made, I decreed uh, unto myself a long time ago that I was going to stop being outraged by things because I hate the outrage. But tone deaf is about the exact phrase you you you, you should be using here. I, I I felt the same way. I wasn't outraged. I thought, all right, you guys are being kind of jerks. I'll come out and say it. Just hand over the masks. Just and then go ahead and yell it from mountaintop. Yeah. Hey, look what we did. Yeah. Press release, say, hey, look at the good for humanity that we have done. Uh, and and by the way, any medical professional um, that is interested in photography, um, you know, scan your ID badge and we'll give you our products at cost. Sure. Right? You know, we'll give you a cam ranger at what it costs us to manufacture because we want to give back to this community and we don't want to take anything for it. Don't make it into a profit uh, opportunity because... I am now not going to buy a Cam Ranger two, not now, not ever. And well, I don't well, hang on, hang on. Buy one of their products. I didn't know about them. And now here's the thing: is uh, I'm assuming that's his name, Cam Ranger. He used to play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I'd be good. But continue. So the guy who who runs Cam Ranger, his kids have to eat. I get it. So here's the thing. Rather than every like, so you were you were actually giving this guy uh, um, publicity or whatever you want to call it, exposure based on on talking about it. Now in a negative way, my hope is, Cam Ranger, if you're listening, just go ahead and flip the script, donate everything, and say, you know what, this was stupid. Here you go. Here's some masks. Moving on, and then maybe Don will buy the Cam Ranger three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's maybe. all you have to do. I, I won't buy the Cam Ranger two, but you might redeem yourself for the next round. Um, Huge but, opportunity uh, to make this right. Yeah, um, it's just it, it it's bothersome. Uh, I'll, that's the most extreme word I think that I'll use. Uh, but let's go on to some happier news. All right, um, because about the only thing that uh, camera companies can give us right now is like firmware updates and software advancements because everybody's working from home. I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, So from DP Review, they are reporting um, that Apple's latest beta suggests ProRes RAW support for Adobe apps is coming to Windows. And I'll just read the the brief uh, synopsis here, then I'll get your feedback, Alan. Uh, Apple has released a version 1.0 beta of ProRes RAW for Windows that adds support for Apple's video codec in several Adobe apps on Microsoft's operating system. Uh, In the support text accompanying the download, Apple says that the beta release, quote, enables playback of ProRes RAW and ProRes RAW HQ video files um, in compatible applications on Windows systems. And that would be Adobe Premiere uh, and, of course, anything related to that, Media Encoder, After Effects, Premiere Rush even. So uh, there's been a push in the last little while to increase video quality, not necessarily resolution, Mm -hmm. um, but better codecs and raw support, which is easier for color grading. If you're combining multiple cameras together, having something consistent and more raw or raw like uh, is better. And I know you uh, you do a lot of video work. Uh, Has anybody ever asked you for raw? And if you had it, would you use it? It depends what I'm shooting. I mean, I, I typically shoot on the lower end stuff. I shoot with my 5D Mark III now and uh, used to be Mark II, which I loved. I, I I have been in love with Apple ProRes, the codec, for a long time. Not the raw part, but whenever I shoot 
my MOV files, whatever they are, whether they come into H264, whatever they shoot with a camera shoot. doesn't matter what camera I'm shooting with. First job number one, convert everything to the Apple ProRes codec. Out of the 1 million codecs available, I just love it. It, it. it just cuts together like butter. So I do love that. I've always kind of wanted to have the raw, the flexibility. It says right there, flexibility of raw. It it comes at a price, though. First of all, I mean, I like raw. I shoot when, with, with, when I shoot photos, I shoot raw. Because, you know, you want to compress the... the Even if you just take the raw file uh, as a still, and you just pump that out as a JPEG at the end of the day, because that's all your client needs, there's maybe just a, a quick little preset that you apply to it, maybe not even, depending on what you're doing. Um, and the end deliverable is going to be a JPEG, or maybe a TIFF file, but it's not, you're not going to deliver the raw data. I never, um, I never, I've never delivered a raw, a raw file. Right. But it gives you the flexibility to, uh, again, there's that word flexibility to, to take and say, you know what, I really want to massage this. This has to, uh, conform to either a particular style or I have to really, uh, you know, dig into the, the shadows, do a highlight recovery, match it to other footage, uh, and so on and so forth. I think that's where it becomes really useful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I was kind of of two minds of this because I have a Panasonic Lumix S1H, um, which w- the rumors were stating that the uh, the NAB show conference is when they would announce uh, external raw recording for that camera. Of course, that conference has been canceled. Mm. No idea how far ahead they are on that particular thing, but it's promised to come in the future. Um, okay, if I have it, I wouldn't be able to use it because I'm on a Windows computer. And uh, if it would be shooting ProRes RAW, which the rumors are indicating, then I would not have any ability to even look at the data outside mm-hmm. of the back of the camera if it would even, or it wouldn't even be the back of the camera. It would be the external recorder, my uh, Atomos Ninja V. And so um, I do a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot of, but when I'm doing video work, it's typically for documentary film. And so I've done work for BBC, National Geographic, um, Discovery, CBC, a bunch of others. And uh, they've never even asked for it. No. I mean, they want the best that they can get, but nobody has yet put in the request to say, hey, we need raw footage. It's not even like a, a, a bonus. It's like, hey, if you got it, give it. It's, just, it's never been on the table whatsoever. Right. Um, but... With now it being applicable to both Mac and Windows and being available on more and more platforms, do you foresee more people saying that this is what your deliverable needs to be? Um, it depends. If you're, if you're, yeah. So if you're shooting for somebody else, like if you're shooting for National Geographic or I'm whoever, not putting together the final product, right? I'm exactly. handing off the footage and somebody else is compiling everything together into the final uh, documentary film. Yeah. So thus far, I mean, like, for example, I've shot. Uh, uh, for a, a couple of documentaries and an online thing with, with race cars, and uh, available on Netflix, you, you can watch. You can watch Twenty uh, Four Hour War on Netflix, which I highly recommend, by the way, uh, about the Ford versus Ferrari uh, battles. Which became, and you have no bias in that. What recommendation whatsoever? No, you know, actually, <laughs> definitely check out the movie Ford v Ferrari 
that 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 movie is based on that's the same book it is an amazing movie at which i had nothing to do with obviously uh, that was matt damon and christian bale but i worked on the documentary i was lucky enough to get some work on that and i shot i shot with my 5d mark ii you know, like a, we, we, we went and they, they interviewed uh, for Mr. Ferrari's son. And I shot on my Mark II in the Ferrari factory and I handed them the MOV files. And like th- yep. they, and it, it's on Netflix now. You can see my shots on Netflix. You can't tell which, th- which they are. It wasn't, it wasn't necessary to hand them raw. Now I, I get the impression if it was available, they would want it. Although... They, like I said, it comes at a cost. It, it time wise, you now have to edit. You now have to grade that, which you're probably yeah. going to do anyways. And some people, sh- oh yeah, I shoot flat and then I grade it later. I tried very hard not to. I leave myself a little bit of margins. Like I do shoot a flatter image, but I don't. I don't want to grade it later. I if I if I don't have to. If I have to, yeah. I, I can. That's great. Better if you don't. Try to get it right in camera, get it close, and add a little bit of the special sauce later. And the second thing is that hard drive space, uh, it is going to use an awful lot of it. Good news is that's free now. Hard drives are basically, I think you just get them for free. I, I bought a box of cereal the other day, and there was three inside. I was going to say, I was, try, I was trying to <laughs> pick, pick a product without doing product placement on your show. So, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I just I, actually, I I just bought a six terabyte hard drive yesterday, like just a like a like a what do you call it USB three something just just to back up my old files because I'm getting you know mine are getting full, but was it a hundred bucks? Like it's it's ridiculous. Well, the cost per terabyte is going down precipitously. Yeah, and uh, you know I've got a, a NAS network attached uh, attached storage device here that is full of twelve terabyte drives. And I don't have full access to all of the data because it's in RAID 6, so there's dual disk redundancy, mm-hmm. which basically means that if two disks fail, I still haven't lost any data. Um, and that's an ideal scenario to be in. Um, the cost of getting something like that now is so much less than when I put it together. Sure. Uh, and, and it's only going to get cheaper. So, uh, But the point is that data... Uh, it's interesting though, because raw data might actually take up less space than you expect because you're not necessarily dealing. Uh, and I don't know how raw video data works, uh, but I know for raw stills data, if you were to take a raw file and, uh, take that, process that into a TIFF file, that's a, say a 14 bit raw file into a 16 bit TIFF. Mm -hmm. Now, um, raw files, the way that they exist for stills anyhow, they are uh, one photo site has one value. And you might have, at least I remember with the 5D Mark II, you would have 22 million photo sites that equate to 21.1 million actual pixels. But the photo sites only have one value, either red, green, or blue. But the 21.1 million uh, pixel image, for every 21.1 million dots, they have a red, green, and blue value. Right. And so um, that translates to not quite three times the size, but when you actually go from 14-bit to 16-bit, you get to about three times the size in terms of the overall file size that you get when you uh, demosaic that raw information. 
which uh, in, in a roundabout way, I'm basically saying that raw data, depending on how it's processed, how it's understood, and, and what it actually is at its core, um, could be a, uh, a smaller size uh, than the actual finished product if you're trying to maintain highest levels of quality. How did you come up with the name for your podcast? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I mean, I've got, I've got some, some geeky ideas once in a while. And, uh, and so, uh, if, uh, Alan is the only person that can see that I just put on a propeller hat, Indeed. um, that, uh, I have as a prop. Thank you, Brian, for delivering that to me at one point during the workshop years ago. Um, but, <laughs> so I, I like to geek out about this stuff. And with a very slow news week, as we should expect for the ensuing weeks, that's about all I can do. Right. Right. Well, let's move on to the next story, which is really not much of a story at all, but I'm grasping at straws. Um, so Sony has separated its camera business into a new corporation. Uh, Sony Corporation, and this is reported by F-Stoppers, I think it's everywhere else too, but um, has announced that they will be splitting its electronics products and solutions segment into a separate por- a corporation uh, called Sony Electronics Corporation, effective April 1st. Uh, that will include their imaging products and solutions, home entertainment and sound, and mobile communications, if they are still making the Xperia cell phones. I'm not sure if those are still a thing. Um, but, uh, that's interesting, uh, for about 10 seconds. Well, this uh, is the least original April fool's prank I've ever seen. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. So uh, March 30th is when the story came out. So right. I at least avoided the April fools. Now, some of this does make sense. There was some rumors, um, and I'm not sure if it will still be true that Sony was going to, uh, take some features away from upcoming camera models because they needed the DRAM chips for their upcoming PlayStation 5 release. Right. Um, and so there's there's parts that are shared between these different products. You know, an LCD screen on the back of your camera may not be the exact same as your big screen 8K TV, but they might come out of the same factory. Um, and to cons- consolidate these businesses into one company might be helpful, especially because we've been in an industry down downturn photographically, right? The sales have been uh, slumping and, you know, our current situation isn't going to help that. Right. But um, now you've got the the entity that has the cameras, also the entity that has the PlayStation. Uh, I, I'm assuming that home entertainment means PlayStation division. I don't know for sure. I haven't read any further into this to see exactly what that means, but it kind of bolsters it a little bit. Uh, and with everybody staying at home, uh, maybe not buying as many cameras, this could be a good move for Sony, and it kind of gives a safety net for their camera industry at large. What so they, they, they separated, but then consolidated certain products? Yeah, so uh, Sony makes uh, like everything. They're, they're a company like Panasonic, where right. you know they'll 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 make batteries, they'll make you know industrial stuff, they'll make they'll movies, make medical supplies, and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that might also be home entertainment. I don't know if that's included within this. Uh, movies might be a separate division because it's not necessarily home. You'd go out and see it. But regardless, they've consolidated some things under a different umbrella. Mm-hmm. That's that's basically what they're saying. And I, uh, I generally like companies like i don't like a tie organizer slash golf putter slash you know air conditioner memo making device yeah i i like i like when something is is designed to do one thing and it does that thing very very well 
And so anytime a company like this would, I, I, I thought originally when you sent this, it was, hey, they're going to make their own photo department and that's it. Just just go off and, and be Sony cameras, which was kind of, that'd be kind of nice. I'm not going to buy one. doesn't matter. I'm, I'm already gone down two different other ecosystems. So, but anytime that someone was going to do that, if they can just be dedicated to making cameras, I would like that. Now, it's probably a bad business I, I would actually be worried about that though, Alan, because if they did just that, and the industry was tanking, that's them letting one of their divisions declare bankruptcy and sure. disappearing. And I know uh, companies have done this before. You break off an unprofitable uh, company into a new corporation. That corporation declares bankruptcy and it doesn't drag everybody else down. It's right. kind of sinister how that works. I don't agree with companies that do that. Um, but uh, it's been done. The fact that they're wrapping it into very successful uh, mm-hmm. divisions I think is encouraging is a positive note. Yeah. Encouraging. Yeah. There, there is, I mean, there is a company that, that basically does make cameras and it's called Leica and you pay for it. <laughs> well, exactly. Talking about paying for it. Um, if you had $455,000 us in your back pocket, mm-hmm. what would you spend it on? Oh, I, I, I've been doing a lot of aerial photography lately, like spy stuff. Me and my, <laughs> me and my uncle, Gary Francis Powers, you know him. Francis Gary Powers, I'm sorry. Uh, he changed his name and I get messed up all the time. Where are um, you going with this? And so, uh, yeah, we just, we've been using a really low res camera. And so if I had 400, I could really use a new aerial camera. Uh, in To the tune of like 280 megapixels, maybe? Should we have rehearsed that segue better? <laughs> I think that works well enough. Right. Um, so phase one, uh, phase one industrial specifically. Uh, Phase one is known for making medium format cameras uh, and they're expensive and they're good. They're not for everybody. And their industrial division is even more niche. Um, They have just launched a 280 megapixel dual lens aerial system with four band capture. What's that mean? Well, four band, uh, red, green, blue, and infrared. Uh, A lot of aerial surveillance stuff, or uh, I shouldn't say surveillance, like surveying, um, will look at uh, uh, the uh, rainforest growth or how how trees are. And anything that produces photosynthesis will uh, reflect a lot of infrared light and, and very specific amounts of it based on the health of it. And so that is an important metric to have within this. The press release and the accompanying uh, website was a bit cryptic. At one point, they say that it has dual 90 millimeter lenses for capturing RGB information. But then it also states that it has a 50 millimeter lens for capturing near infrared information. Mm-hmm. Whether this is a two or a three lens configuration doesn't matter. It's hell of expensive. Um, uh, in Canadian dollars, I don't know what that would be right now, like 650000 or something. Right. Uh, to, to a ridiculous amount. Uh, again, maybe this is like a, what the hell, read the room phase one. Nobody's going to be dropping money on something like this right now um, unless it solves our current crisis. And I don't think it's going to do that. Um, but uh, from a technology perspective, it's kind of neat. They took two of their 150 megapixel sensors on two 90, megap- uh, uh, 90 millimeter lenses. And uh, they're basically doing a panorama 
of two of them at the same time, kind of like you would do with a regular camera on a gigapan and you mm-hmm. move it around and you'd increase the resolution doing that. Um, but if you've got two cameras that have enough of an offset, I don't know if they're angled differently uh, or if they're completely parallel because that could make some interesting stereo uh, 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 stereographic work as well. Um, but you've got two sensors that are then combining together to get that 280 uh, megapixel resolution, which I think is novel. I think it's curious. When you look at the device, um, it looks industrial. I mean, it's designed to fit in the belly of an aircraft. Right. And that, that there's n- nobody's going to be hand holding this kind of a device. <laughs> um, it's got like it has no controls on it whatsoever. Uh, it's got a bunch of USB ports, probably for storage. It's got RJ45 Ethernet jacks, a bunch of unrecognizable ports for something sciency. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this technology now exists. Vexel is another company that has produced cameras in this kind of class before, and they're probably even more expensive. I checked out their website. They didn't have any prices listed, which means I could never afford them. Um, but uh, how many of these do you think they'll sell? Well, who was this for? Because, uh, I mean, my, my first instinct when you look at this is like, this is for uh, spy planes. This is for the old U2 spy plane. But the, the new version of it, whatever they're doing, they're going to do spying. However, I always assume that if I have heard of it, it no longer exists. I guarantee you, you've heard of SEAL Team 6. Uh-huh. No way they still call it SEAL Team 6. No, no, they're, they're up to 47 by now, I think. Well, interesting fact, there was no SEAL Team 3, 4, or 5 when they made SEAL Team 6. Well, of course, and I'm joking. There was but, one and two, and they were, but regardless, the point is, as soon as you hear about it, it's no longer a thing because, you know, these things should be kept secret. So I'm assuming this, is, this has pro- likely had a military application in the past few years and has now made been made part of the public domain and where are they going to sell this where that, that that's an interesting take on that because that also assumes that the military is using something better than this right now right um and so what what is They're not listening to this uh, are they like, don <laughs> what, what what is a prices no object thing that the military would have that replaces this now that this is uh diminished down to uh civilian aviation um right but <laughs> So, hey, I, I don't even really want to speculate because I don't want any people in uniforms knocking on my door. But uh, the fact that we have this now, that for any dollar amount you can buy, means that next year it's going to be cheaper. And the year after it's going to be cheaper. The, the technology that goes into this stuff, and what would you use it for? Uh, checking on the health of crops. Right now, that's a very important thing, right. especially as, uh, as uh, the, uh, the growing season in a lot of the world is just starting up. And you can uh, check on that. But uh, a cousin of mine does a lot of um, uh, aerial surveying using LIDAR and other technology uh, and cameras, of course. And um, they they might get hired by a, a nation uh, to do something for a particular project. And uh, so this is the kind of gear that is designed for that, where if you have a government, the government themselves might not own these devices. Mm-hmm. They're going to hire contractors that have purchased it that will make the return on their investment based on government contracts, right? That's that's who this product is for. I can imagine that, yeah. I was thinking like you're going to look at the uh, Great Barrier Reef and see how it's doing with this. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, no independent organization is going to do that unless they uh, unless they are funded by like Greenpeace or something, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be a, a nation state uh, that is going to uh, be the dollars behind anybody making this investment, whether or not the government's buying it themselves. Uh, but they're going to be the uh, paying for its use uh, in in one way or another. Rodenstock lenses, by the way, great medium and large format optics and but where does the infrared part come in i mean the high resolution overhead fantastic why specifically like they really dig in with the the infrared what is the upside there foliage foliage because uh photosynthesis and i mentioned this briefly earlier uh will reflect a large amount of infrared light i believe somewhere around 85 Mm percent but the amount of infrared reflectance changes based on the health of the plant and the amount of photosynthesis that it produces, and so that's a very important metric when you apply it to not just uh the like oh well it's green in color well that must mean it's vegetation but how healthy is that vegetation how much of it is there um it's near infrared so it's not thermal infrared um that's different tech altogether um but um and and they uh, specifically say a normalized difference vegetation index whatever that is it's important to some people Mm -hmm. right well the nvi yeah sure of course uh, of course, of course. <laughs> it's not important to me. It's not important to anybody that's listening to this. So let's move on. Uh, what is important to everybody right now is staying healthy, staying safe, staying clean. Uh, and so Kodak is helping to that end. Kodak's originally based out of Rochester, New York, and New York is being uh, pummeled by our current state of this pandemic. So Kodak is supplying, quote, tanker loads of alcohol to New York State for hand sanitizer. Uh, if anybody's been reading the news, uh, which you should do much less because it's just very depressing <laughs> right now. Yeah, uh, but here it says, for every Kodak brownie you buy, we will give one free hand sanitizer. <laughs> they do not say that. Right there. The, um, yeah. I'm sure that New York State has purchased this from Kodak. I don't think that this is just completely philanthropic from Kodak's uh, perspective. But hey, they had the supply from whatever film production work that they were doing. Um, and New York State has started producing uh, hand sanitizer uh, in massive quantities. Uh, they're stating, I think, like 75% alcohol. And I don't know what alcohol it is, uh, whether it's uh, ethanol, methanol, whatever, isopropanol. It tastes great with tonic, um, though, I, I've, I've heard. Uh, well, I mean, don't even joke about that, but... Um, if it's ethanol, yes, of course. And there's a lot of distilleries that have switched from <laughs> All producing right. gin to, uh, uh, to producing hand sanitizer. Uh, but still, don't drink hand sanitizer. Don't do it. Um, but the, the idea that Kodak just had massive amounts of ingredients that could be repurposed for what equates to humanitarian aid, even though it's within the United States, I think is a, a great idea. Uh, you're sourcing things from just about everybody now. And Ilford, uh, in the same uh, basket, has shut down their film production until further notice because, well, I'm sure the demand is still there, but keep people safe, man. I mean, if people don't need to be in close proximity in a factory, don't let them be there, right? Yeah, it, it you know, in the, the film versus digital wars, you know, I love, I love film, blah, blah, blah. It can wait. So if, if something can wait, go ahead and just let, let's just take a deep breath. Um, backtrack on what you said about I want to double down on on not listening to the news or reading the news. The fact that you sent me these articles, it's the first time I've been on the Internet that isn't woodworking videos on YouTube in a week. 
you're keeping busy with woodwork. Yeah, oh, it's all my awesome. yeah, I'm building cabinets. I'm, I, you know, I managed to find some wood, so we're we're, we're doing fine here. But I, I've stayed off the the news. The news in Germany is reasonable. They're very reasonable here, um, but I, I still don't really listen. And uh, anything coming in CBC, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, they're not terrible, but the rest of it, you, it just filters in. It is awful. It is so irresponsible right yeah. now. I really wish they would. We talked before we, we hit record, and we said, you know, hey, the world, the world as we know it, is not. It's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. Which a lot of things might be better. Hopefully, a lot of the news outlets just are no longer exist or in in their current state because. I, I, you would never hear this, this kind of, this kind of news. Maybe it's buried in the back page of CNN, but I, I, like I said, I will never find it because I'm not going on CNN's site or Fox or whomever to pick a, pick a. We bring you the good news. That's what's uh, great. On so the ones that you sent me, this is the first time I've been there. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy to see stuff like this. And, and especially in a situation where, you know whether they bought it or not. Maybe, maybe they didn't. Maybe New York didn't buy. No, it. Yeah, we don't know for sure. Whether it sounds like New York's just handing it. handing it out. Well, I and I don't know. I don't have confirmation on that either. But uh, if you need hand sanitizer, um, uh, New York State is making it, and Kodak is supplying ingredients to do so. Yeah, it looks to me like this is a thing where they're just they're going to hand it out to people, and that 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 if that's the case, fantastic. I love the attitude here. Um, now, but here's the thing, and this this is how this is how you know that that well, I, I take this seriously because in in real life, not including these last few weeks, in real life, I had an argument with my wife earlier today because I said I think I've only ever used hand sanitizer once in my life, prior to the last couple uh, of weeks, and that was she based a differ. She seems to think that when I went into the emergency room, not uh, the the delivery room with my with, with both of our kids that they made me use it. I think I just washed my hands. I don't think I use hand sanitizer. Um, I had a friend of mine a f- number of years ago who decided to get leukemia. And so I went and visited him in the hospital and they made me obviously. And so out of respect, hand sanitizer, of course, my friend's all better and all good. But I used it that day because of everybody else. Jerk move to get leukemia. Seriously. Yeah, I know. I know. The worst part is like, you know, everyone like, like, uh, well, everyone shaves their head in support. Uh, all, all the friends do that. He was already bald. So, <laughs> like, uh, I, I, and I'm only laughing and joking about this because he got better. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't want to make light of, of very critical illnesses because uh, we have too much of that. In obviously. The right now, but, Obviously. obviously but but uh yeah he got better like right away he's good at he's good at everything and so uh anyways um my point being is that i i i i loathe i do not use hand sanitizer it is the worst thing in the world except for right now yep now now please uh, washing your hands a thousand times better but if you can't go ahead and use the hand sanitizer for everybody else not for you also for you a little bit though. <laughs> all right, all right. So, is is that going to be your pick of the week then? Hand? No, not hand sanitizer. <laughs> what is your pick? My pick of the week is it? Uh, well, it's sort of Netflix. First of okay. all, Netflix. Come on, I wish I had invested in them. Uh, it doesn't have to be Netflix though. There's a t- uh, there's a TV show that I'm sure you're aware of. Comes out of Canada. 
that I just recently started watching. That's my my recommendation. It is called Shit's Creek. <laughs> and uh, just just to be uh, proper and make sure that we uh, maintain our our label as as clean. How do you spell that word? C R E E K. Sure. S C H I T T apostrophe S. I believe it's apostrophe right. S. I believe it's to do. It's possessive. I, I believe so. So I haven't double Point being, but. I believe it's a CBC show, which probably airs in the states. But it, you know, it, it you can find it on Netflix. Uh, and everybody, you know, everybody, you're stuck at home. You got you. You probably watched the Tiger King, and uh, you're done with that now. Check out Shit's Creek. It is fantastic. I will submit that it is as good as the first two seasons of Arrested Development. Find it. Okay. So you, you uh, might need a VPN. And you, you got no skin in the game. I mean, you're Canadian, sure, so there's a bias there, but it's a good show. I'm late to the game. I mean, this has been on for like five seasons. Everyone back home's, ah, you watch that. I'm like, ah, I can't find it in Germany. Ah, you throw a little VPN in the mix. You can find it. It's on certain Netflix, not all of them. It's on the probably on the CBC streaming app. Uh, which I can't access over here in Germany either, but definitely that's my that's my pick of the week. All right, that's actually a really good pick. Uh, mine is also something to watch, and I am being selfish. Uh, I'm biased about this pick because um, a while back I, I created a course for on one software on macro photography. And hey, if you're bored at home right now, this is a great thing to explore. On one in the current pandemic has made not just my course, but all of their courses that are normally behind a paywall for on one plus subscribers available for anybody to stream. Now, you can't download them, so there are some limitations if you don't have a subscription, but anybody without an account just can publicly stream this entire course that I created for On One. There's about 10 lessons in there, um, some of them in the field, some of them in editing, even if you don't use On One software, but you want to get a leg up at your macro photography game, this course is now free for you to use. And uh, you can find that at uh, onone.com slash videos slash macro dash photography. Uh, and the link to that will be in the show notes at photogeekweekly.com oh you so you play you yourself know. in these uh yeah. <laughs> i play I, I play myself yeah. yes uh but uh it, it was a really fun course to create we, we went through a bunch of different stuff uh different at home simple setups that you can create all the fundamental concepts in terms of lighting and depth of field and focus and and if you're at all curious about how to uh to make the most out of a macro lens or to make a non-macro lens into one using extension tubes or close-up filters i mean there's a ton of really good content here that i am so glad is publicly available to everybody right now without having to go through a paywall so uh, i mean I support on one thank me but thank on one for <laughs> uh for they paid me to make the course um, and they, with their benevolence right now, have made it available to everybody. So I am very grateful to On One Software that this is now something that everybody can enjoy. All right, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, well, you're you're gonna be at home just like the rest of us for <laughs> quite a while. Um, I've got uh, I've got some macro experiments I'm working on right now. Like I've I'm, I'm working on um, this interesting series of images using. Um, cross-polarized filters um, and uh, crystals of 
some sometimes household ingredients, vitamins and things like that, that when they crystallize, um, they create a birefringent effect. And you don't need to know what that means. But what, what it effectively is photographically is you put two polarizers in opposition and you put something in between that mucks with the polarization of light and you get some crazy, beautiful, abstract rainbow colors out the other side. Um, and so my wife is, a, is an abstract painter and she looks at those images and she grumbles because it takes her so much effort <laughs> to get the same results uh, that I am just kind of, I, I don't want to say I'm just snapping a photo of. There's a lot of work involved in setting everything up, but um, to her, it seems effortless. And uh, maybe I'll have to cut that series short because I need to keep, uh, I need to keep her happy. But, <laughs> uh, but at the very least, hey, it's something that, that I'm exp exploring. You can do this kind of stuff at home. There's tons of macro ideas out there. That course gives you an idea of at least a couple things to experiment with. All right. Um, so I, I want to say thank you, Alan, for being here for another episode of Photo Geek Weekly. I got to have you on more often. And uh, we've done a couple of segments on your podcast on the Two Hosers Photo Show. Uh, we do that frequently. Where can people find that and you? Uh, TwoHosers.com. That's the best place to go. You can find my stuff at AlanAverage.com, but I update that never. Uh, check out Two Hosers on Instagram. Probably the best place to find us. And if you need to hire a videographer in Tübingen or anywhere in the uh, area of Germany surrounding Tübingen, um, you can contact Alan at his website or anywhere else because uh, we all got to pull through this. Yeah, please and, do that. Or if you uh, need cabinets, I'm, I'm building those now. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I'd put in an order, but uh, shipping to Canada might be uh, prohibitive. So we'll, yeah. we'll hold off on that. Oddly, the cost of, the uh, cost of wood here, prohibitive too, so it turns out. <laughs> right. Well, hey, uh, thank you for being here and thank you for everybody uh, for listening because, hey, we're all in uncertain times. We can bind ourselves together over a conversation of photo geekery stuff, which I will try my hardest to find new stories every week, even though uh, the news cycle is a little bit slower. And so all that said, thanks for listening. It's time to stay in and shoot. Mm -hmm.